and welcome to the Going Upcast, your weekly feel-good podcast with new chapters, some housekeeping news regarding content on the website, more music for your workday, and some more thoughts on Sekiro. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. This week is a bit of a shorter episode for sure. Not a lot of things to talk about in terms of media and news and all that stuff, but I do spend a little bit more time talking about Sekiro and my thoughts. Uh, we talk about a lot of housekeeping uh, in terms of new content on the website, Patreon streams, new features I'm going to have, all sorts of stuff later on that I hope you will enjoy. So in terms of like news about the Going Up cast, this is a pretty important episode uh, for those sorts of things. And we do a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff uh, for uh, that new content that I will talk about a little later on. So let us not dilly nor dally any further and get right into it. So, as I promised, let us talk a little bit more about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. This game is hard. <laughs> this game is hard as balls. The way I've been describing it to people is that Dark Souls was about blocking, Bloodborne was about dodging, and this game is about parrying. Like, it's those three basic defensive mechanics that you find in a lot of video games. And I know... And I know a lot of people are going to yell at me about this. You can technically do all of these things in all of these games, right? But it's kind of how the game is structured that is more what I'm talking about. In Dark Souls, sword and board strategy was a pretty sound way to go. You would tank and block the attacks, strike, take a step back, regain your stamina, and then tank and repeat. With Bloodborne, it was very fluid and fast, and you would have to dip dive around and and granted, there was a fair amount of parrying as well with the gunfire that could stun the opponent and you could go in for a visceral attack. But with Sekiro, not only do you have, you got your block mechanic, you got your dodge mechanic, you got your jump mechanic, you got your parry mechanic, you got your shinobi prosthesis mechanics, which have a whole myriad of different ap- potential applications and all that stuff. And on top of that, you have your, your posture meter, uh, it feels... It's a solid system, for sure, but if there is one thing in video games that I have been historically awful at throughout my life, it is the act of parrying and getting that timing right. And I can do it in this game, but it always feels like I'm learning it for the first time every time I pick up the controller, being like, okay, you gotta do it like now, and that's what this symbol means, so you gotta jump and stuff like that, and it is, it's a bit of a challenge. And I'll be honest, right now I'm at a bit of a stone wall when it comes to progress in this game. And I have an old school adage which basically says life is too short to be mad at shit. So I haven't touched it in a little while. Because last time I loaded it up, I bounced back and forth between the two bosses I was stuck on, unable to defeat either of them. And I was just, just said, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not doing this right now. I'll do some other shit. Um, and I just shut the game off and moved on with my day. It is a good game. But I think I'm right in that, should I ever actually finish this game, probably never going to pick it up again. Unlike Dark Souls and Bloodborne, which has pretty decent replay value in my head, because you can pick different weapons, you can pick a different starting person, you can use different outfits, blah, blah, blah. Like, you've got some options of customizability in those other games, but not so much in this game. You get the same Shinobi tools, you have the same weapon... You know, it's 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 fine and all that stuff. And there are certain aspects of this game I fucking love. Like, just being in the open world and, like, dealing with, like, the, 
the, here's the environment. You know, you can you can sneak attack dudes from up over here, or you can crawl through the grass and stab them in the asshole. And like, you got so many different varieties and stuff like that. And it's like I want just all that shit. Like, and the the fact that you can like skip right past mini bosses if you don't want to deal with them and go deal with like all the weak shit and find items and do all that stuff with the grappling hook. It's super fluid and it's super fun and I love it. But when you hit that wall of the boss and it's like, oh, you want to keep having fun in this world? Well, fuck you. Stab this bull in the eye. Figure out how to kill this thing. And then you can move on. And I'm just like, ah. It's almost like, I, 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 you know, the game's hard. FromSauce games are hard. I get it. That's the point. But it almost feels like I'm, like the game is ruined by the boss fights not enhanced by them. Because my favorite part of the, the game is everything outside of the boss fights. Like, all that stuff. The mini-bosses are great, because it's like, you can deal with them, or you don't have to. You can just move on. But if you want to progress and level up in the game, you're going to have to kill them. So, you know, that's kind of bait-and-switch. But when the bosses are the physical pro progress barriers, like, you cannot move further into this game until you deal with this thing. I'm just kind of like, really? Alright, well, I don't want to play it then. You know, that's I'm stubborn, but... It's decent, but if you're going to play a FromSoft game, this isn't the one I would recommend. I would recommend you check out Bloodborne if you have the PS4, or go back and play Dark Souls, or play the remaster, which has come out on, like, the Switch and stuff. Those are those are the paths I would, I would recommend. I would rather play Dark Souls 2 than Sekiro, and Dark Souls 2 is easily the worst one out of all those five games. Um, I never actually touched Demon Souls, so can't say which one that one is better or worse than. So, there you go. Anyway, Sekiro, good stuff. Could have been better, but it's fine. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. For this week's Songs of the Week, I have got some old school stuff and some real old school stuff that I want to talk about. First up, of course, is the cover. Comes to us from my all-time favorite grand, Great Big C. And it is The Night That Patty Murphy Died, which is not an original song of theirs. It is a cover that they did because they do quite a few old school sea shanty Celtic folky songs that have been around for a really long time. You know, traditional stuff. And this happens to be one of those songs. And surprise, surprise, it's about this dude named Patty Murphy who died one night and how all his bros and stuff were just hollering and partying it up all night to honor the memory of Patty Murphy. Here's a little snippet of my cover. <laughs> was a kind of a quest of mine. You know those old school orientation videos you would have seen in like the 50s and the 60s where it's like, welcome to the factory floor. Here at Globeco, Globe is job one. Our customers are not just our customers. We treat them as family. Like, like that music. That music is called light music as an L-I-G-H-T, light music. It's not light as an L-I-T-E, which is a whole nother genre. It's light music. Um, it's also called production music. Uh, and there are over 2,000 songs on Spotify that fit this bill. And if you Google the golden age of light music, you will find compilation albums on top of compilation albums on top of compilation albums. 
it's fucking so many compilation albums of, of this music all different themes one's like nature's realm and then there's like holiday for strings and one's called like a trip to the library like just a bunch of random shit uh so i picked a song basically at random i think it's called backstage that i just threw on the, the playlist uh but there's so much so if you like that style of music you can just look up the golden age of light music and check it out and if you have a song that you want to suggest for song of the week well you can send an email to goamcast at gmail.com. You can reach out on the contact page at goamcast.com. Or you can um, or you can uh, compose an orientation video song and spell it out in the notes of the song. And then send me the sheet music. And I will figure out how to read sheet music again and decipher your message. Move on to the next thing in the podcast. do a little bit of housekeeping stuff number one i wanted to apologize because i completely forgot about doing a fucking live stream for the month of march so to make up for that i'm going to do two in april um dates to be determined right now let's see pretty sure the 7th of april is cool for me uh, it's this upcoming sunday i will do a stream i will do a stream that'll be a stream for everyone uh you do not have to be a patreon supporter in order to witness that stream, it'll just be on my old Twitch channel. Uh, don't know what I'm going to do yet. Might do a little bit of Sekiro. I can stream it from the PlayStation 4. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Hold on. Hold on. Making a note of that right fucking now so I don't forget. Move the shit out of my way here. Hold on. April. Work pen. April 7th. Everyone's stream. Sekiro question mark? Sekiro question mark? There we go. Um, I suppose I could buy it again for the, the uh, PC, but I honestly think I'd probably get a better picture if I streamed it from the PS4. So I'm going to look into that. Keep your eyes on um, Twitter at uh, GrowingUpCast and um, at M-A-R-J-N-K-O-R for when that shit goes live. Probably around, I'll say around, uh, around 11 a.m. is what I'll say. 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I've written it down, set in stone. You guys are hearing it now on the podcast. Set in stone. And then the Patreon live stream will most likely be the following week, April 14th, to do that month. But the 7th will make up for uh, March, hopefully, of me forgetting. And uh, to all my Patreon supporters, really sorry. Really super sorry. I'm trying to get a lot better at this stuff. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, learning how to ride a bike again uh, when when it's kind of, it's been a part of stuff. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard on it. Patreon live stream april 14th most likely around i don't know we'll say noon for that one noonish there we go and then for that one i will send you a message directly via the patreon messaging system when i go live just wanted to do that real quick and another thing um i got a message sent in from the contact page uh, from a patricia who wanted to know if I could do audio uh, versions for my blog posts. And that is not a problem at all. I'm hopeful that I can just add a little a little sound file uh, to the to the blog post, kind of like tag it in there. And then you'll be able to like read and you can click on a little button and it will have my it'll have a little narrated uh, talk about what the post is actually about. Um, that is the plan. If it can't be done in that exact way, I will figure out a different way to do it. 
but that's not a problem. I can do that. That sounds pretty easy and a lot of fun. So keep your eyes on the blog for that. I also need to update the blog because I got a ton of photos on my phone and I haven't put them up there. So I will, I'll be doing all of that here um, as soon as I'm done recording the podcast and you'll be able to witness all of these things when you hear this go live. But for now, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Another week, another batch of Harry Potter chapters. We are approaching the end of book five. I know it's so sad. It's so sad. It's been with us for so long <laughs> but it's blissfully coming to an end here pretty soon we got three chapters this week chapter 34 the department of mysteries chapter 35 beyond the veil and chapter 36 the only one he ever feared who's he i don't know who's the only one he ever feared i don't know that either you'll have to listen to find out but this week's highlight comes to us from chapter 34 the department of mysteries and it's all about when the deus ex machina and all deus ex machinas makes his appearance just in time to be too late. Let's take a listen. As both of them stared at the place where it had broken, appalled at what had happened, a pearly white figure with huge magnified eyes rose in the air unnoticed by any uh, but them. Harry could see its mouth moving, moving, but in all the crashes and screams and yells surrounding them, not one word of the prophecy could be heard. The finger stopped speaking and dissolved into nothingness. Harry, I'm sorry, cried Neville, his face anguished as he left, uh, continued to flounder. I'm so sorry, Harry, I didn't mean to. It doesn't matter, Harry shouted. Just try and stand. Let's get out of Dumbledore, said Neville, his face sweaty, uh, sweaty face suddenly transported, staring over Harry's shoulder. What? Dumbledore! Harry turned and looked where Neville was staring. Directly above them, framed in the doorway from the brain room, stood Albus motherfucking Dumbledore! His wand aloft, his white face furious, Harry felt the kind of electric charge surge through every particle of body. They were saved! Praise fucking Christ! Dumbledore's here! Dumbledore sped down the steps past Neville and Harry, who thought of, who no more thought of leaving. Dumbledore was already at the foot of the steps when the Death Eaters nearest realized he was there. There were yells. One of the Death Eaters fucking ran for it, scrabbling like a monkey up the stone opposite steps opposite. Dumbledore's spell pulled him back the fuck down! Easily and effortlessly, as though he had hooked him with an invisible line. Only a couple were still battling, completely unaware of the new arrival. Three brand new chapters of Harry Potter and the whatever land every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, specific standard time. Uh, except for next week, because next week there's only two chapters, because it's the end of the book. And then the week after that begins book six, which will be with us for a while. Quickly, quickly looking at how many chapters. Book six has 30 chapters. So 10 weeks on the nose. That's the best. It's a nice even number. Three chapters a week. It'll be with us for 10 fucking weeks. Book six begins on the 17th of April and will be through into like summer. And then, so I've got, I've got some time to finish book seven because my word is that a slog. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast, which directly ties into what I'm just talking about now. A lot of you may not know this, but when I was in college, I had a YouTube channel. I'm not going to tell you what the YouTube channel was called, but if you pay attention uh, and kind of look around on some social medias, you'll probably figure it out pretty quickly. Anyway, um, it it's weird because I did I did that channel for four years uh, all throughout college, and it almost perfectly captures day to day all four years of my college experience. It's all so perfectly documented and stuff like that. So when I am ever fortunate enough to have children and they go, what was college like? I'll just pull up my old YouTube channel and be like, this was college. 
this this is was this was college. If I wasn't in class or hanging out with friends or doing whatever, I was making YouTube videos. And I made over 2000 fucking YouTube videos. Anyway, I don't do that anymore. I do the podcast now. This is my new this is my new jam. But every now and then I get an itch to do uh, a video project. And so when I started doing the audiobooks and I knew I was going to upload those as part of this whole audio-based project that I was working on, I wanted to make promo videos uh, for the audiobooks. And so I did. Uh, and I uploaded them to the old YouTube channel. But I don't really want to link the videos from the old YouTube channel onto the website because in my head they're separate projects and I don't want to cross streams, so to speak. Um, also, I don't want people finding out just oodles of ammunition to use against me of all the embarrassing dumb shit I did back on the old YouTube channel. So I've made a new YouTube channel for the Going Up cast simply to act as a hosting point for the videos. There's never going to be like unique stuff just on the YouTube channel that isn't on the website. It's just a method so I can pull the videos off of this channel and throw them on the website. That's all it's for. So it's not gonna it's not gonna be a place where you can go watch me play like, you know, Andrew plays Cuphead Sekiro XXY um Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Uh it's not it's not gonna be that. It's just a place where if I make a video for the website, I'm hosting it on that channel so I can throw it on the website. You'll find all the videos on the website. It's gonna be it's just that's that's what I'm doing. So I thought for this segment of the podcast, I would do some uh, some behind the scenesy stuff of the the first five promo videos that I did for the Harry Potter audiobooks. So let's see here. How do I want how do I want to begin this? Let's do a video at a time. All right. So we'll start with book one, all the way back in book one when book one was first getting released for the uh, for the Going Up cast. This one kind of touches base on some of the old games I played on the original YouTube channel. Um, and I definitely, I played like all the Harry Potter games on this YouTube channel. Uh, except for uh, Quidditch World Cup, didn't play that one. Uh, not that it's a bad game. Um, I actually really enjoyed that game. I just never, I just never got around to it. And it starts with the, the like there's a clip from the first game uh, and you can actually hear some of my old original audio from that clip in that and it's oh man like that video was filmed in like my freshman year of college so that alone is like like a seven year old clip uh which is fun and then it goes into uh prisoner of azkaban uh for the pc which was my favorite of the harry potter games and still is i loved that one um talked a little bit about uh the game for movie four which fucking sucks and i hate it and then there's a little clip of book seven and one thing i did for this video that i never did for any other video was with this one, I wanted to censor the swear words because in my head, the bleep is sometimes funnier than the swear word. And I think that effect is is pretty well achieved in this video, especially in that uh, clip from uh, game seven where I'm just spitting with rage at how dumb that game is. It, uh, I think the effect comes off quite nicely. And then this video really kind of starts the joke throughout the rest of the promo videos that I play all the roles, um, you know, because in the audiobook it's just me and the podcast it's usually just me unless I have a guest star on. And especially when I'm making videos, 
it's just me. You know, I, I, I usually set up the camera in such a way that I can enter and leave shot. I know like the framing and all that stuff. Um, and more often than not, it's a static steady shot because I don't have a camera person. So it's just like, it's gotta sit on the tripod and it's gotta remain in that zone. And there's a conversation I have with myself going back and forth um, and about like the, the audiobook reading and stuff like that. And I feel like the jokes in the first video are pretty good and land pretty nicely. So I was pretty happy with that one. The promo video for Chamber of Secrets was inspired by found footage horror movies. Um, it comes across relatively all right. It definitely could have been better. But one of the things I like to do when I'm making videos like this is I'm perfectly aware that I am not gonna make some fucking incredible bit of cinematography. My, my like, tools for post-production are not very robust, nor do they allow for special effects and stuff like that. So I kinda gotta do with what I got, and it really feels more my style if I just lean my shoulder on the side of this video it's gonna suck and I know it's gonna suck so I like lean into that you know I'm not trying to make something incredible I'm just trying to make something funny except I kind of failed in, in book two this is a promo video I don't think it was particularly funny um but the joke here being is that I essentially discover the book in like this creepy spider hole in my house and then I start reading it uh and it's a it's a decent bit it's fine you know I probably could have done something better, but if I remember anything about making these videos, I was very pressed for time. Which isn't an excuse, I just want you to know why some of the jokes weren't particularly very funny. Book three. Sorry, I took a sip of tea. Book three is another one that wasn't very good. Um, this one, I kind of, I just really wanted my dog to be in one. I really wanted my dog to be in one. In book three, the escaped prisoner that turns into a dog seemed too easy. Uh, I think what really bothered me about the third film is that I didn't even bother to change my shirt from being the guy on the couch watching the news broadcast to being the news broadcaster wearing the same fucking shirt. And, you know, the joke is all about it. not Sirius Black escaping, but the guy's name was Byrus Slack. And, and, you know, that's about that's about as funny as that comedy bit got. You'll be able to see all these videos, for the record, on the Goncast site. I'm not sure I'm gonna have a whole nother page for videos or if I'm just gonna have like a, a section in the audiobook thing where you can go watch the promo videos. I'm not sure yet, I haven't built it. Um, but most likely I'm gonna just stick it on, on the page with its book. So like if you listen to book one and you're, like, you're going down the list, on that page, on the page with like all the media of the songs, there will also be a video and you can watch that and that's the promo video for that book um that, i think that's the idea uh book book four was was pretty was pretty solid i really enjoyed this one um this one was filmed right around halloween of 2018 and that is why i had access to the props i use in the film um and i i was a big fan of the jokes in this one except for the fact that i keep looking at the camera when i'm dumbledore um it's pretty egregious and once i noticed that i'm like fuck should have reshot that one, uh, but I didn't. But I didn't. I, I felt like the the comedy delivery of some of those lines were were pretty solid, and it was a it was a, that was a fun one to film. I liked that one a lot. 
Um, and movie or book five promo video actually had a whole nother, like it had a whole nother joke, had a whole nother joke for the promo of book five. And I might upload that one um, just on the website as like a, like an exclusive, you know. But the original bit was, um, it was like Harry getting ready to fight Voldemort, and he was like all jazzed up from Voldemort like coming back from from the the dead and Harry's like all right I'm going to be the one to fight him I got to I got to fucking get in shape and it was a workout video and it was mostly an excuse for me to look really cool lifting heavy weights oh god damn it and I I eventually scrapped that idea uh because my um my <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a funny bit and it was all right, but it was just it wasn't it wasn't where I really wanted to go. So I might upload that one at some point, just like as an alternate take of what this promo could have been. Uh, but the promo for book five is, I think, uh, as an excellent example of kind of how my creativity operates. In that it was done in one take, it was off the dome. Uh, you can see a couple of moments where I kind of flub some lines, but I just laughed through it. It's kind of my preferred style, is that improvisational um, stream of consciousness thought that you can just kind of slam it out and get some comedy out of it. And I thought I achieved that effect pretty well. Also, I'm a big fan of the ending. It's a strong ending. I don't actually have 10 reasons, or a top 10 reasons, why Ron Weasley is a dick bag, but... You rest assured that if purse comes to shove, I'm gonna rattle those off off the top of the dome piece with no preparation whatsoever, because that's how I roll. And those are that's a little bit of behind the scenes. Um, my my equipment for this and for those people who want to know, I have a Sony reading Sony Handycam HDR CX 190 5.3 megapixels still image recording. My phone has a higher megapixel rate than this camera. So it is not the best, I will readily admit, but it's gotten the job done for almost a decade now. I should probably get a better camera, but I don't really do it all that often anymore. So this one is just fine as far as I'm concerned. But that is what I use for my videographing. Uh, and yeah, you can go enjoy all these, all these little promo videos. And I'm gonna do promo videos for each new audiobook that I drop. So once Harry Potter is done and we keep on trucking into like the Hobbit and stuff like that, I'll still do promo videos and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and it's uh, it's good. And if you are so uh, inclined and are desirable of purchasing an audiobook reading off of the Going Upcast store and would like a promo video filmed for the book. I could probably be talked into that, no problem. I won't even, won't even charge you extra money for it, because we both know that the video is going to be shit, so it's fine. Uh, anyway, just wanted to do a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff on the videos that are going up, and hope you guys like them. And let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. I think that'll just about do it this week for the Going Up cast. I want to thank you all for listening. Keep your eyes on the horizon for the couple of streams coming up in the month of April, as well as enjoying the new videos on GoingCast.com and the end of Book 5. Enjoy that light music. Play it at work if you can. Your co-workers will love it. 
promise you. And I will see you all next week where we'll talk about some other stuff. Exactly what we're going to talk about, I have absolutely no idea. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll talk to you all later.